0: Hey everyone, we are so excited to be back and today we're going to be talking about a topic of conversation that I think is going to provide some really incredible um, discussions, some really valuable information um, and insight into each one of us. Uh, Because today we're talking about quote unquote healthy eating. Um, Something that all of us have learned in our training from IIN is this idea of bio-individuality and just how eating looks so differently for each person and, you know, this concept of what is healthy eating? What does that look like? You know, is there one way to do it, et cetera? So I'm really excited to for each of us to kind of dive into what that means to us and how it's different and how it's the same and just have conversations around, you know, if there's one way to eat healthy or, you know, what those different ways look like. So to start off, uh, we want to talk about what healthy eating, again, quote unquote, healthy eating um, looks like for all of us, what it means to us. So Joss, what does it look like to you? Like, what does that mean to you? For me, healthy eating
1: is such, it's an ever-changing journey for me. Mm -hmm. Because my mind and body is always giving me different messages about what it's liking, what it's not liking. Um, And so just keeping in mind this idea of whatever is healthy is whatever is working for us and our mind and body at any given time. And so for me, healthy eating looks like eating things that are mostly um, whole foods, but because that makes my body feel best, but it's not exclusively whole foods, yeah. definitely not. Um, um, And I I mentioned a bit in my solo cast about how like pizza was my, (laughs) my like savior at one point, you know? So it's definitely not um, a strict thing for me Um, because this idea of healthy eating for me, it's, it's so important that it's healthy for me from a mind and body perspective because whenever I was learning so much different nutrition information. Like I just went down a rabbit hole of Instagram and YouTube videos and you name it about like what certain foods were supposed to do for me, like quote unquote, supposed to do. Um, and whenever I would eat them, I would get so discouraged and upset and I just didn't understand why my body wasn't reacting the way it was supposed to quote, "Quote unquote," supposed yeah. to react, um, yeah. And so for me, healthy eating is just eating whatever feels good for me, like at any given time, um, and and it's things that are balancing um, my mood, things that don't make um, my mood like spike up and down. Um, Definitely, yeah, yeah. What does it mean to you, or what does it look
0: like to you, V?
2: So for me, as a chronic illness sufferer, it's really trying to find a healthy relationship with whatever foods that I'm consuming. And I love the idea of being trendy and following like the cool superfood at the moment, but my body literally can't process some of those things. So giving myself permission to be okay with the fact that maybe something didn't work out the way that I had expected it to. So like I didn't get really glowing skin or I didn't lose a ton of weight. Mm if that was the goal or whatever, because my body isn't processing it in the same way. So really trying to focus on the healthy relationship. So am I gaining nourishment? Literally, am I being nourished by this food? Not, not, is it filling a void that I have, but is it, is it comforting in a, um, in a, in a lovely way? Like I can't really describe how it makes you feel, but it's, feeding my body. And I don't feel like I'm going to throw up afterwards, or I don't feel like my joints are going to fall off of my body. Um, I try to approach food and healthy eating quote unquote in a non-judgmental way. So looking at the food on my plate, knowing this is going to sustain me for however many hours and my food doesn't look the same as your food. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, we did a lot of the comfort food, pasta, pizza, bread. I can't actually digest gluten. So I have to be okay with gluten-free products, which not everyone will <laughs> but I love gluten-free stuff. <laughs> I have gotten to a place where it's okay to have a gluten-free treat and I don't feel guilty about it. So for me, healthy food looks like whatever's in season, if I can get it, um, whatever's going to nourish me salad, And like raw vegetables for me don't work. I cannot Mm -hmm. process raw fruits and vegetables the same way other people can. I have to pay really close attention to nightshades. So for me, healthy food is often a loaded, uh, or healthy eating is often a loaded phrase Mm -hmm. because healthy is, you know, salads and all of this crap that people believe in their brain. But that to me is poison. That to me will Mm -hmm. send me into a spiral, um, so I think f- at the end of the day, healthy eating is a healthy relationship with what I'm putting in my body and being okay with the fact that um, this idea healthy of healthy is not everyone's and it's not going to match. Um, and it's going to change. Mm-hmm. Six years ago I went paleo and that was great then. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work for me now. So recognizing that the the idea of healthy is going to be an ever-changing and ever-evolving process for me is something that is really important.
0: Yeah. I think that's like so spot on. And I know for me, um, you know, healthy eating is such a, like, it's honestly not a phrase I use very much. Like I've even started to to stem away from using the word healthy Mm -hmm. because I think that healthy if you want to call something healthy, it's creating a boundary around what you're like around or a label, you know, it like, right, it, like it's like a label isn't healthy. Exactly. And right. I know for me, healthy eating, um, is being very in tune with my body and is being okay with, with, and like you said, the non judgmental about what that looks like. Um, so for me, it's really about how my body feels and what, what I can put into my body. That's going to allow me to feel that way. Um, I do recognize that I start to crave certain vegetables or start to crave, you know, certain types of food if I haven't had them in a while. So for me, you know, like getting in fiber and getting in greens on a like pretty daily basis, that's important to me because I know it's going to make my body feel really good, and I know that's something my body's typically asking for, especially if I go too long without it. Um, but yeah, it's so focused to me on on how I actually feel, um, and you know, when I grew up, I was. Constantly told that this is this type of food is good and this type of food is bad, mm-hmm. and you know you're only supposed to eat at certain times, and um, you know like desserts and sweets are for special occasions, and those aren't something that we had in the house, and it really created this di- distorted, messed up kind of relationship with food for me um, because you know I didn't realize it then, but putting this like this value into food then gave me value when I ate that food, mm-hmm. that same value. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's like, if I, we didn't have sweets in the house. So I remember, you know, being, um, I was always bigger as a, as, as I was younger. I remember when I was in, uh, eight years old, it became my new year's resolution to lose weight. And from there just kind of like be kickstarted this really tumultuous journey with food in my body. Um, but I remember I would tell my mom, I was going to go for a run and I would actually like walk to the corner store and buy a bag of M&M's you know, because like we we never had them in the house and I would eat them like by myself. I would eat them alone. It was a very like like private and shameful experience. And because, you know, this food was not something that was allowed and that was not something that was healthy and was not something that's okay. I felt like a really awful person and I Mm -hmm. felt shameful and I felt all these negative emotions for eating that food. And so now my goal is always to... To show my body love and respect, and to feel good um, on a physical and mental level. So sometimes that means eating more veggies and getting in lots of fiber, and sometimes that means um, being really okay with eating two donuts. You know, and like yeah. I think, but I think what it really comes down to is just being as in tune with myself as possible, um, being as in touch with with my body and what it needs and what it's asking for, um, and again, not judging that and doing my best to honor it. And mm-hmm. something that um, that I think is really important that I've realized is, is how to use the times when I do eat, you know, different meals or whether they're snacks or, you know, it's an occasion or it's not, it's a time I'm eating for pleasure or, you know, to be social or just I'm eating because I'm hungry and trying to nourish myself. Using any of those opportunities as opportunities to further connect with my body and to build that relationship with myself and to learn about myself, you know, mm-hmm. to say like, okay, when I eat this, like, how do I feel after? Okay. That's really good to know that eating this thing at this time made me really tired or that drinking this coffee made me feel uh, really stressed out and anxious. So let me take note of that. And then let me remember that and kind of just allow that to help me connect with myself. Um, if that makes sense. Totally.
1: Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. And it really brings up this idea for me of like food fears. Um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I I love what you said about how whenever we put a label on a food, like this is a healthy food, Mm -hmm. then it makes it easier for us to kind of exclude other, um, other Mm -hmm. foods. It's like, well, these are unhealthy foods. Exactly. Uh And I think that that is so, that can be so dangerous just from a mind-body perspective, um, like a true health perspective, or that's what I view it as anyways, mind-body-soul is really what health and wellness is. Um, You know, just because for me and like with my journey um, and my battle with orthorexia, I just went down, you know, like I said, like this rabbit hole of, okay, so being so restrictive, like cutting out so many different foods because it wasn't healthy enough for Mm -hmm. me. And I was getting this information of like, what is a healthy food from like a lot of different sources and a lot of sources that I thought were very credible. Like I, they know what they're talking about. I should be listening to them because they know so much about greens. They know so Mm -hmm. much about superfoods And, you know, far more than I do, but what they don't have is they don't know my body like I do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I really wasn't bringing that factor into the equation at all. Mm -hmm. And so I just became so overly restricted because things, you know, I, in my head, everything was just spiraling. Like nothing was healthy enough, like Mm -hmm. quote unquote healthy enough. Um, And so I was really developing these food fears of like, okay, so this is what a good food looks like. And I was putting labels on it. Like, this is a good food, you know, these vegetables, these greens, these are good foods and bad foods, like ice cream, pizza, sweets, you know, um, Mm -hmm. really, you know, simple carbs, you know, you name it. Um, like these are bad foods. And for me, and I think so many others as well, like putting, those labels on certain foods, it just gives that food so much power. Yeah. Yes. And it gives us, it, it It takes away all the wiggle room. Like It takes yeah. away any opportunity we have to be objective about how we actually feel when we eat it because we're trying to rationalize it yeah. because this food is good. This food is bad. I'm yes. supposed to feel this. I'm supposed to do this. And if it's not working for
0: me, Like, oh my God, there's something wrong with me. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think too, what you were saying, Joss, about like how other people being such an influence on what you decide is good and what you decide is bad and what you decide to eat. For me growing up, that was always doctors. And my mom was a nurse. So, you know, we were always very like, she usually knew the doctor that we went to or she had worked with them or was friends with them. And I think I just always saw doctors and anybody really in the medical industry, as being put on this pedestal of, of untouchable, like opinions, you know, like anything that they said, I wasn't supposed to combat. I wasn't supposed to question. It was just like, this is a doctor and they know their Mm -hmm. shit and they know what they're talking about. So who am I to question that or like speak against that or argue with them? Right. That like for so long, you know, growing up being, I, I remember my doctor telling me to lose weight, you know, from the age of like, like nine or 10 years old. And, um, for me that became the health or the the focus of my health journey, you know, to me, that was the answer to being healthy was to be thinner, to be within a certain weight range, to be a certain BMI. Um, and they would tell me things like, okay, here's the, Mediterranean diet, or why don't you try eating within these calories, or you know, doing something like this, or let's look at the food pyramid, you know, like all those yeah, the things. Food pyramid, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it, it wasn't until it wasn't until like after college when I realized that, like, actually, doctors don't get really any nutrition training, you know, it's like a couple hours at most. Yeah. Um, they're not really taught to, or they're really not taught to, to uh, look at those things or to talk about those things or. They probably have no idea what bioindividuality means. And, and I don't mean to generalize all of them, but I mean um, just most of them, you know, like most of the doctors that I've encountered aren't familiar with terms like health at every size and eating intuitively and you know, again yeah. bioindividuality. Um, so it took like me realizing that I was beginning to do things for um, for my body based on wanting to feel my best. So eating a certain way because it made me feel good exercising a certain amount and doing certain types of exercises because that made me feel good. And then I found myself going to the doctor and still being told like, Oh, but that's not right. You know, like, like you should restrict your calories more, or you should work out more, or you should, you know, cut this food out, or you should like eat this way, realizing that they don't know my truth. And that, that, you know, like, here's this person who like, you know, they're trying to tell me the best thing to do, but they don't know me, you know, they're not, trying to get to know me at all. They're just like giving me this generalized information that, you know, how helpful is this even, you know, to, to be sharing. So I think that's when I realized that, that, you no know, doctor, or no other person could know my body better than I do. And that I had to be the one like, and it was worth taking the time to have that relationship with myself, to know myself that well. Um, so that I always knew my truth and I could, and I could, you know, had enough um, confidence and love for myself to stand up for myself in that way. And to not let somebody tell me like, oh, but you're not healthy because your BMI is in this range or because, you know, this, is not. So clearly you're not telling me something, you know, to say, no, actually, you know, I love my body so much. And these are all the ways that I, the things that I do for it. And mm-hmm. I don't have to like, I, you should never have to justify, you know, your size or yourself or anything like that. But just knowing my truth enough to be able to um, to feel confident in that. And even if it doesn't come down to def- having to defend myself, just knowing mm-hmm. that no matter what anybody else says, whether it's a doctor or a stranger or a family member or partner, um, no matter what they say, like I have, I know my truth and to right. and feeling good mm-hmm. about that.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And doing that internal work with yourself and really taking that power back, like taking <laughs> that power off of the labels of food, whether it be a doctor or someone, you know, an influencer you see on Instagram, like they say it's healthy, you know, like taking that power back into your own hands and really looking at yourself and starting the process of trying to actually honor how you feel and how it's working for you is really scary. And, you know, I, I think that that's important to point out because how, how much have we been told that, you know, healthy eating looks like X, Y, and Z. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, but it doesn't for everybody. And it, that it's like being on the edge of a cliff and not really knowing like what's going to be down there when you jump off, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, it, it kind of feels like that, you know, and it's, it's definitely scary, but it's so worth, you know, putting in that internal work
0: to, to honor how you're really feeling. Um, I, I totally agree. And I think so too, like what you were saying, Joss, how often is healthy eating not about weight? You know, yeah. I think so often like when, when people talk about health, whether it's a, you know, dietitian, um, a health coach, an influencer, a fitness professional, mm-hmm. a nutritionist, whatever. Um, the focus is all about either losing weight or, or maintaining a, uh, a certain weight, you know, or like a look at least. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's always what it's about. And I don't know, like, I kind of even just realized like how often do you hear somebody talk about eating a food in a way that's going to make you like feel really good. Like, I feel like it's always about how many calories are in it. You know, the macros that are in it, like Mm. always connected in some way to size or weight or something. Do you guys find that too? Absolutely. You know, it's so numbers. It's so,
1: um, It's something that can be calculated, you know, Mm -hmm. like how many websites are there that are like macro calculators, you know, (laughs) Um, and that's not even accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Like the problem with
2: food and labels is we don't actually know anything. They're all guesstimates and (laughs) who's in charge of those guesstimates and who's making these decisions around calories and sugar and this and that. And I... I think that there's so much that we're missing because we are so focused on even the calorie um, count that we're supposed to, s- supposed to quote unquote stay mm-hmm. within who says that that's right or that's wrong. I'm five feet, 150 pounds. How am I su- like, you can't tell me 1500 calories is what I'm going to need to yeah. feel successful. I know based on my blood sugar, what I should be eating. Yeah. And it's, I think something people aren't paying attention to is the blood sugar piece. How do you feel? Do you feel lightheaded? You're not eating enough, yeah. potentially. Mm-hmm. like, Are you actually paying attention to, like you both were saying, how your body is feeling before, during, and after? We're such a culture of watching the TV, eating on the go, eating a snack while we're in the car. We are so not focused on the love and the the connection that we can be making with the food mm-hmm. which sounds funny maybe not to us oh, but yeah i i feel like there is a connection and when you savor it and when you're tasting it like for real not just
0: chewing it to chew it the relationship starts to change a bit yeah yeah and i think too like that what i think so much of what you were um speaking on v was about this um, mindlessness that we have when it comes to eating, you know, and yeah. not how important it is and how powerful it is to be mindful yes. as we're, as we're eating certain things, you know, to, cause that's the way that you recognize, you know, you're able to listen to your body's cues to know, Okay, like this is the level of hungry that I feel right now and I think I need this amount of food or okay I feel satisfied like I'm okay you know stopping at this point or oh my gosh like that oh my, gosh, oh my gosh, food my is God, making God. like that uncomfortable you know this food it is making me feel, feel um, like like not good I have a stomach something stomachache, like that like that so, so I think that I think that it's so important, so important to have that have connection have that to yourself, connection yourself, yourself and have that and have that that focus and that almost quietness to be able to, or just that attention, you know, that, that Mm -hmm. attention to what you're eating and how it's making you feel. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's so important.
2: And the mindfulness even goes beyond, I think just eating, but shopping. Yeah. So are you in the grocery store spending time or at a farmer's market or wherever you are? I'm lucky enough that I've, you know, year round farmer's markets available, but are you spending time getting to know your food, looking at the food, thinking about it, not just mindlessly picking and choosing, which I'm guilty of. I will be the first to tell you, I love simple meals, cookies. <laughs> I'm probably going to get some later, but that's a choice and I'm okay with it. It's not yeah. good. It's not bad. It is just what it is.
1: Yeah. So yeah. true. And I think a piece of that mindfulness too, like when it comes to the shopping V, like you were saying, is really being mindful of why am I choosing this? Yeah. Am I choosing this food because I like it? Am I choosing it because it makes me feel good in my soul? Am I choosing it because like, I know that like my body responds really well to this or am I choosing this because someone on the internet told me to, or because it's supposed to do this for me, or I'm I'm supposed to eat this because I want to look like X, Y, or Z.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that's so important to recognize too. Like, you know, am I, yeah, Do are, is the food that I'm, I'm purchasing, is the food that I'm eating, is that because, like you said, you think that that's what you should do or is that because you mm-hmm. act what you actually want? And mm-hmm. I think too, you know, for those who are listening, um, I think everybody's at a different point in that journey. You know, I think there might be some people who have never even heard of this idea of eating intuitively and being connected to your body to provide, to give it what it wants, because that's where I was at. I just, I had no idea that that could come from within me. I thought it was just, there was a a universal way to eat. There was one, one way to be healthy and that, um, if you went outside of that boundary, then you just weren't a healthy eater. That wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. You know, that Mm -hmm. wasn't something to feel good about. Like an exclusive club of healthy eaters. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to make you feel really bad if you, you know, if you, if you betray the rules or if you, you like Like you're you're in or you're out. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think that, um, that, yeah, it just like, I didn't even realize that, that that was an option to be able to listen to myself in that way. And there might be some people who are listening who, Um, you know, we're just kind of starting, have been introduced to this idea and are just kind of starting and are on this journey to make that connection. Maybe some who have been doing this for a long time, you know, whether it's been years or your whole life. So I think, you know, depending on where you're at in this journey, um, you know, these ideas of being mindful of of picking things because you feel like you want them rather than somebody else telling you, like, that's going to vary so much. And I think the important thing to do is to just you know, to take it one day or even one meal at a time, you know, mm-hmm. like one, one situation at a time to, to just ask yourself, like, when I eat this thing, how do I feel? You know, I'm hungry. I should honor that hunger or I'm full. You know, I want to respect that fullness or, you know, to say I'm really craving this thing. Um, and not, not feel bad about that or not judge yourself for honoring that craving. And actually maybe right now, like talking about cravings would be a good thing to talk about, you know, cause like how they, cause I think they're meant to, to, I think cravings, um, are not necessarily something that's embraced when, when people talk about healthy eating, you know, or health and wellness. I think it's always like, you know, how to make the healthy version or the skinny version of your favorite of the things that you're craving, you know, right, to curb your cravings, exactly. Or right. curbing your cravings or healthy alternatives, you know, instead of, like, oh, I really want a cookie, so instead I'm gonna eat this rice cake with cinnamon on it, <laughs> you know like totally yeah. what that are what are your cool both cookies. like takes on on cravings and whatnot well i I
1: honestly, I am the biggest fan of my cravings that might sound so strange, so no, um, <laughs> it's awesome, <laughs> you know, um, and it probably sounds strange for people that are newer to this idea of intuitive eating or, you know, honoring how your body feels or like, don't really know how to get started with that process. A hundred percent. I totally understand. I totally get that. Um, but for me, my cravings are such vital messages from my mind and my body telling me like what I need. And I, you know, my cravings are changing all the time. I'm, I crave guac a lot. My body loves, um, very like nutritious, um, fats, like Mm -hmm. loves them like avocados. I could eat them all the time and my body would just be like so happy. Um, and so whenever I'm craving guac, I mean, I eat guac probably a few times a week and like a lot of it, (laughs) but my i can feel my body craving that fat and that fullness um and then there are some days where i might have had something a bit more um more like simple carbs or you know what whatever it is um but i can actually feel my body telling me like oh i really want some vegetables like that sounds really good and like fresh and like that i'll just feel like really like energized after i you eat that like do it. It will feel so good, you know. Yeah. And um, and so that's what I do, you know, or that's what I, tr- I try and do. I I, it's it's such a priority to me to honor my cravings, um, and that's it's a skill, you know, that that yeah. takes time to develop. So please, if you're listening, please be patient with yourself because yeah. it is such a process, and that's something that a health coach could help you weed through and better understand. Um but, but it's definitely a journey. And so just keep that in mind when it comes to your cravings and wanting to honor them, but not really knowing how to do that.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: I am in the same boat.
2: I definitely honor my cravings. Um, I used to feel really down about it and would try to ignore them, but I think when you ignore them, the stronger they get. For me at least. Um, at this point in my life, I had to give up dairy for a variety of reasons. Um, but I make the choice if yeah. I am really feeling like a good creamy ice cream, I will go get it. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my local place has a non-dairy option that I love, so I get that, but it's really about paying attention. In listening, I mean, Josh said it perfectly. Like when my body wants vegetables, it'll tell me. When it's feeling like a home cooked meal, it'll tell me. Part of my job is to have food readily available to me, so I just have to go with what's accessible. But mm-hmm. over the weekend, I really wanted gluten free mac and cheese, so I made a box of freaking gluten free mac and cheese. Yeah, you did. Yes, <laughs> you I didn't did. Have that I, last night. That <laughs> <laughs> was good, and it wasn't the greatest thing I've eaten on earth. Like it wasn't mind blowing, (laughs) but I made it with love. I ate it for two meals and it fulfilled that, that need of just, I don't know. It was like a childhood thing. It was a Saturday night watching a movie. There was, there was love in it and I just, I needed it. Yeah.
0: It was good. I love that. Why ignore that? That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, And I think too, that like the reason that I, I wanted to touch on cravings is because I don't think, you know, as we said, or as I said before, I don't think they're talked about in, in healthy eating or I don't think they're welcomed, you know, like I don't think, or they're welcomed with conditions, you know, like if you're craving salad, like honor the craving, but you know, if you're craving anything else, like there's, there's a limit on what's okay to give into and what's okay. Um, what's not okay to give into. So I'm really glad that we touched on that. Yeah. Good and bad
1: cravings. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think just like overall, you know, the more we talk about it, the more it just seems so apparent to me that there's, there's not a lot of, I don't think there should be space for those labels within, you know, eating. I think that healthy eating, it's just, it's so personal, you know, and it's like, yeah, it's just eating. It's, It's so about you and it's so about feeling good. You know, like if you feel good with what you're eating, no matter what, like literally no matter what it is, then I think that's what's most important, and I think you know, with with the education that we have, and with you know being so interested and so passionate about holistic health and about nutrition, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that might argue that, oh, well, you're going to try to say that you know having um, you know having a donut is this is totally okay, just as having an apple or like they're both equally you know on that same playing field. Like I feel like those are those are things that get um, that when I try start to express these, these views and, and my ideas and my beliefs on things like this, um, those are things that, that um, kind of get like... People like to combat those opinions with, mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. opinions like that. And I think what it really comes down to is just from realizing that, you know, if you are going to group things into categories like that and to say that, okay, well, clearly in this situation, you're trying to imply that the donut is a bad food and the apple's the good food and that like an apple's always gonna right. be way better for you. It's like, you have to look at how, not only what you're putting in your mouth, you know, but also like that feeling of, of how that feels to be eating that, you know? And I know like this idea of primary food, like we also learn in IIN, you know, it's everything that you don't eat. Um, right. To have this holistically healthy, you know, balanced life, that's so important to remember. And something that I like remind myself of and I constantly feel like I'm telling other people is that, you know, when you're eating eating whatever it is that you're eating that you're feeling bad about or that you're stressing about or you feel like is a bad thing, the stress that you're causing yourself from eating that thing is gonna be so much worse for you and like so much more damaging to your health than actually eating that thing. You know, hundred percent I think like I don't know if you both remember in IIN, I think it was really, it was much more towards the beginning. You know, they would talk about how people in um, in Marin here in the Bay area are very like all about green juice and about working out and live this active lifestyle. And a lot of them are, are in thin bodies, but they're so unhealthy and they're so sick because they're so stressed and they hate their jobs and they're in bad relationships. And they're just like, it's awful, you know? And so it's yeah. just, like, it's not all about what goes in, you know, like it's it's about your feelings around it too. And like, and again, just doing what, what feels best to you. I was at my skinniest a couple of years ago.
2: I was like a size six. I still have one of the dresses, but I was miserable in life. Yeah. It is a very clear indicator that they're not mutually exclusive. We can't mm. put va- more value on one than the other. They they have to coexist. And the only way we're going to honor ourselves and where we're at is to look at everything holistically and that yeah. primary food that you're talking about, Katie.
1: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely, because... Who in the world, honestly, tell me one person that their only concern is what they're eating and how well, quote unquote, they're eating? Um, nobody, you know, and we all have lives, we have relationships, we have feelings, we have jobs, we have people that we care about. We have community. There's so many aspects to ourselves and to our life. We don't have the time to, nor should we be dedicating all of our time Mm -hmm. to making sure that we are eating perfectly healthy Mm -hmm. or like perfectly nutritious food all of the time. Because every other aspect of our life is so very valid too, at the same time. Um, you know, it's, are you really even gaining something you mm. sit out from spending time with friends or family, like going to a social event because you know that you're not going to eat what they're offering, like it's a pizza party or something. Yeah. Um, you know, are you really living, are mm-hmm. you really doing the healthiest thing mm-hmm. or should you go and spend time with people you love and exactly. let that feed your soul
0: exactly yeah. yeah and i can't I can't help but think, Joss as you were mentioning that about how if that were my focus my entire life, where everything was around what I was eating and was felt so controlled and so limiting and just pretty obsessive, you yeah. know when I would look like looking back on my life you know once I got to the end of it and thinking about you know, thinking about it, I feel like that would just be, I would feel so regretful, you know, to Mm -hmm. have all of my focus of all the things that I could focus on of not, like you said, participating in, in experiences and parties and being social and traveling and yeah, like just like having fun, like having all of my energy and focus and, and just my whole life be be that, like that would be such, such an upsetting feeling, you know, to be like, this is the one the one life I had, this is the one opportunity I had. And like, was it worth it to me? Like, what did I get out of it to make everything about what I'm eating? Like, yeah. I feel like that'd be such an awful feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, so I would love to talk about too, um, like, what are the things of, I guess, like traditional healthy eating um, that doesn't work for you? You know, like the things that are the messages that are put out there about like, this is healthy and this is like a way that you should, like, if, you're healthy if you do this thing or you're not healthy if you don't do it. What are some of those ideas that that don't align with what healthy means to you or what your eating looks like? Um, I'd love to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So for me, you know, a really big,
1: trendy food... Huh? I mean, it's not really food, but you'll get what I'm saying. Yeah. Is apple cider vinegar. Yeah such, you know, people swear by it. Like they take shots of it in the morning. It's for weight loss. It's supposed to make your skin glow. It's great for your gut health. It's going to do this, this, and this for you. I mean, there's like a, a, a laundry list of, of beneficial qualities that it's supposed to have and things that it's supposed to do for you. Um, I, gave it a good shot myself. And Mm -hmm. I was taking shots of it in the morning and I was cooking with it. I was really trying to incorporate it into my diet because I was expecting it to do these things for me. But after a few weeks, I started to realize that I was breaking out all over the place and breaking out in a way that I had not struggled with for months. And wow. I was, it was so confusing to me. And I'm like, what is it like, what have I changed? Um, you know, since, since this started happening again, um, and it was the apple cider vinegar and mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was supposed to clear up my skin, you know? So interesting yeah. Um, yeah. And even like it, it being like so specific, like apple cider vin- vinegar is going to help your skin. And yet it made me break out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, another thing is, you know, this works for some people. And like, for me, it is, it is my number one thing that I have to steer clear of because my body, it is like detrimental to my body, um, is soy. Mm-hmm. And that works, you know, for a lot of people, it's a great alternative for some people, you know, when it comes to milk, dairy products, like all kinds of things. Um, it's in lots of vegan products. And for a time I was consuming a ton of soy, lots of soy products, soy milk. I mean, you name it. Um, lots of like tofu, tempeh, like lots of things. Um, and for me, it was the absolute worst thing I've ever tried. And, and again, like everything's an experiment. So if, if you're trying something out and it doesn't work, it's not a failure, but like soy was an experiment for me that I came out learning like, hey, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to continue eating that. It does not work for me. Um, Because what it did for me was it made my mood go all over the place. Like I cannot remember the last time I had mood swings that severe Mm. because it was messing with my hormones Mm. in a very, very powerful way. Um, And it was also making me Break out a lot um, be, again because of my hormones yeah um, and not again like not everyone's mind and body is like this but I am a highly sensitive person and those things just like did did not work for me at all yeah um, yeah so for me I tried uh, spirulina mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> over the summer um, and at the same time was drinking unpasteurized raw organic juice pretty regularly. There's a really great place, uh, here that makes this, the juice is incredible. If you all ever come down to Monterey, I will make sure that you get some of this juice because it's like the best thing I've ever had. But both of those things, which are supposed to be so good for you and do all of these wonderful and magical things and give you all these nutrients. I gave myself small intestine bacterial overgrowth that I'm Still trying to get over wow. because it just doesn't work for my body.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it
2: it really felt like a failure. Like, why am I not able to have this thing that you know other influencers and healthy <laughs> people on uh, Instagram are like, this is the best thing ever, and I can take it every day, and I look like this. And I'm like, well, f you. I don't feel this great taking naps. I was bloated. Like I was. I couldn't fit into any of my clothes and I didn't gain weight. I just was bloated everywhere. Um, So once I cut those out, everything changed. Yeah. It's really, it can be really frustrating when you are experimenting on yourself and it's just not going the way that you want. And I don't know that I would have made the connections if I hadn't started seeing an acupuncturist who was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) stop taking this, stop taking this even as a coach, it's really helpful to have somebody to bounce these ideas off of because when you're experimenting, I took it personally. Like, why is my body not doing this? So those are two things for me that I, I took away like, okay, a trendy
0: thing is not going to work for me. Yeah. What about you, Katie? So interesting. Um, so for me, you know, there's not a lot, there's a couple things that I've realized that my body doesn't respond to it in, in the best way. Um, I think we mentioned, or you mentioned the, uh, dairy, like mm-hmm. dairy. I'm, I'm pretty positive. I'm lactose intolerant. I kind of diagnosed myself, but you know, like 99.9% sure. Um, so there's sometimes when I eat dairy and I get a stomach ache or I, you know, feel uncomfortable afterwards, but it's not one of those things that, you know, for example, I went to Italy. I still ate gelato with whipped cream. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to let it. I, I don't allow it to interfere with with really wanting something. You know, if I want something, um, I just I want to be able to enjoy it. And you know, I I know how it's going to make me feel, and that's my problem to deal with. You know, but <laughs> um, but so there's dairy. I've actually realized too that um, I'm pretty sensitive to like citrus. I love like lemon and I love like key lime, but I realize like, it gives me really bad heartburn. Um mm. and even like lately, even like the smallest bit of it can really like make me feel uncomfortable. So that's been something recently I've realized. Um I've realized uh thanks to Ayurveda, um, which Joss mentioned on our first episode, um, you know, with Ayurveda, I've realized the things that uh that I need to be eating should be a lot more cooling. Um, so I think that citrus like acidity just doesn't help with my already like fieriness <laughs> that I'm trying yeah. to down. Yeah. So things like mint, like mint is my absolute favorite. I love to put it in my water. I love to eat anything that has mint in it. Like that totally makes me feel so much more balanced. So there's things like that. Um, I think another really big thing that I I don't, I guess, follow, that's kind of in this idea of of healthy eating or, you know, like of eating well, whatever is these, uh, like time limits and parameters around like when you're supposed to eat or how often you're supposed to eat. Um, that was something I did for a while, you know, like, um, never eating past 7 PM, you know, or like always waiting 12 hours between dinner and breakfast. Um, or yeah, just like weird stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. even things like, you know, only eating every two hours, you know, like if I have breakfast at eight. And then, you know, I shouldn't be eating again until 10, you know, or I should like have Mm -hmm. my lunch at 12, even if I'm not hungry, you know, things like that. Um, Those are things I've really abandoned because they don't allow me to actually listen to the signals that my body's giving me. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I know that if I eat something and I'm hungry 30 minutes later, you know, I, that's not my body's fault. Like what I, the food that I gave it just didn't Serve, you know, what it was meant to. It didn't um, Mm -hmm. satisfy my body or give it enough energy to sustain, you know, two hours of time. And so Mm -hmm. that's not something that I want to punish my body for, for that decision that I made. Um, So I've really learned to be, to focus my, you know, what I eat much more on my body's cues and what it's asking for rather than these, like, like a schedule that I set for myself or like these rules about what, you know, about the times that are best to eat, the amount of time between meals, things like that. Like even now, you know, where I am, it's, it's just after 2.30 PM and I still haven't had lunch, you know, and I'm like, just starting to get hungry for that. And, and that's probably when I'll have my like lunch meal. Um, but before it would have been so much more, like I would have eaten at, you know, 12, 1230, 12 regardless if I was hungry or not. So mm-hmm. I think it's so much more important to actually listen to myself rather than follow those, those type of like timing rules. Totally. Yeah. Definitely. And that's healthy
1: eating too. You know, yep. it's not just food and nutrition, but it's also like these habits yeah. that we all believe are like healthy eating habits. And that's all a part of it too. Definitely. Yeah, totally. And so, sometimes eating isn't just like
2: chewing. So some days I just want to have liquids. I want to have pooch. Yeah. I want to have broth and that's okay. Yeah. I think liquid diets quote unquote is something that people often think are like taboo, but some days I don't really feel like chewing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times my, like breakfast is one of my favorite Our mo- breakfast foods are some of yeah. my favorite, but a lot of times for breakfast, I'll have like a shake. That's like, uh, some type of plant-based protein with a whole bunch of other shit added into it, you know, yeah. like dehydrated fruits and greens and maca and like collagen, just like all this different stuff. Cause it just, you know, it feels really good to me in the morning. And like yep. this morning I was really craving eggs and a bagel. So I had that, you know, but right. like, a, yeah, but sometimes, you know, that's, that um, having something that's blended or having something that's cold or having something that's, you know, chocolatey or fruity, like that's what I'll, what I'll give myself, you know, if that's mm-hmm. what, what I'm, I'm wanting that day. Um, so yeah. So I think I would love to, to like leave this conversation maybe with something that we, um, something we'd like to, everybody listening to remember when they're making any type of diet or lifestyle change. So maybe we can each mention something that like, a takeaway that we want our listeners to, to just keep in mind as they're you know shifting into quote-unquote healthier eating or being more intuitive with their eating or being more connected with their body as they're making that shift or continuing on this journey. Um, what's something that you'd like to leave them with? Joss, do you have something? I would,
1: yeah, I would love to leave our listeners with not only the idea that there aren't any concrete good or bad foods. So, in going along with that, there aren't any concrete healthy foods because, like you heard us talk about today, there are health foods that don't work for us, and we have nutrition training, you know, and we we are very knowledgeable on health and wellness. And yet, these, you know, there are certain things that don't work for us, and all of those things were different. Funny enough. Um, But just going along with that, please just remember that whenever you're making any changes to your nutrition and to what you're eating, be just as mindful about how it's affecting other aspects of your life as you are how it's affecting your body and how you're actually feeling. So it's just as important for you to feel like you are still living your life to the fullest extent that, um, you want to at any given time. And that's just as important as how am I actually physically feeling when I eat this thing?
2: Yeah. That's really good.
1: Katie, do you want to go?
0: Sure. Sure. I will. Um, you know, I think something I would really love to leave everyone with is just as you're again, continuing to embark on this journey, or maybe you're just beginning it, or, you know, you're looking to make some type of change is to to approach that with as much um, curiosity and as little judgment as possible. I think that you know, again, going back to using every opportunity that you eat as an opportunity to get to know yourself better. Um, you know, instead of going into dinner, you know, these <laughs> raising our hands up, um, and you know, for example, let's say you were about to eat a hamburger for dinner. Instead of going into that thinking, oh, I really shouldn't be eating this, like I feel like you know, I'm going to have to go to the gym later to work this off or something judgmental or something negative along the lines of that going into it and saying, or thinking to yourself, I'm really curious to see how I feel after I eat this, you know, like maybe I'll start with, you know, eating, I'll start with, with eating it slowly, you know, maybe I'll like eat half and then I'll take a minute and say, okay, how do I feel right now? Let me like ask myself, am I full? Am I uncomfortable? You know, am I feeling sleepy? (laughs) Like, am I feeling happy? Like, am I feeling excited? Like, what are the feelings that I'm feeling, you know, as I get to experience this food? Um, Because I think that the more curiosity you have, the more you'll ask yourself those questions and the more you'll be really like excited to know the answers rather than, you know, beating yourself up or being hard on yourself for making decisions that you think are bad or wrong, you know? Because I think just so much of what we talk about is about realizing what's personal to you, what works best for you. Like it's your body and you get to write those rules, you know, Mm -hmm. when it comes to food, when it comes to uh, like everything, you know, food, especially. Um, so like just being able to be, to be open to whatever those answers might be. So I think that's what I, I would definitely want to, to share, to leave everybody with.
2: Those are really hard to follow up. (laughs) um, (laughs) You've
0: got it. it. I'll keep it short,
2: (laughs) sweet, and to the point, I guess. So I would say have patience, humility, and grace with yourself as you're looking at any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Patience because stuff takes time. Learning about Mm -hmm. yourself takes time. Figuring out what makes yourself feel good and bad and bad. I mean, like, if you have brain fog or you feel super achy or whatever, pay attention but have patience. You're not, it's not going to happen overnight. We, we learned early on to stop paying attention to our body's cues mm-hmm. because we're listening to the external forces. So patience is really important. Humility is important because like we talked about, there are going to be flops and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And grace, because we need grace. Nobody else has given us grace. Like you've got to give yourself some compassion and some grace on your journey. No matter where you are is perfect progress is perfection. And that is just exactly where you're supposed to be in this moment.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And I think that is the perfect ending. And thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. We love you so, so much. And we will talk to you (laughs) very, very soon on the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening to the wellness revolution podcast. We are truly so grateful for each and every one of you, and we love you all so, so much. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on all the newest episodes. Please leave us a review. Let us know if you liked this episode, if you thought it was helpful, if you thought it was interesting, and let us know what you want to hear from us in the future. We definitely want to hear from you. We want to give you all exactly what you want. And lastly, be sure to connect with us on Instagram. Our handle is The Wellness Revolution Podcast. Take a picture of yourself listening to this episode, snap a screenshot of it on your phone and be sure to upload it and tag us and tell us that you're listening to the wellness revolution podcast. We love you all. And we will talk to you on the next episode.